Hey everybody, Matt Hardman with the Race Nerd Podcast right here on CKCC Radio. Uh, Thank you for tuning in and thank you for checking out the plethora of programming that CKCC Radio provides you each and every week. If you haven't, do yourself a favor, check it out. There is something for everyone, whether it's you're interested in the supernatural or needing a little motivation in your life, or if music is your thing, or if you're just a general nerd. There is something on there for everyone. Um, So, do yourself a favor, check out a not just this show, but check out some of the other programs. They're all really good and with some really good hosts. Trust me, I wouldn't steer you wrong if I didn't listen to myself. Anyway, got a lot to talk about. We got Homestead that just happened last week. We got um, Las Vegas this week. And we got, um, we got some other news in the world of motorsports to talk about. Uh, But first, we got a Pop Quiznos. And this week's Pop Quiznos is... What former IndyCar star once won the... what was then the Camping World West Series Rookie of the Year, becoming the first female. Sorry, not Rookie of the Year. I apologize. I misspoke on that one. Most Popular Driver Award in the Camping World West Series, uh, becoming the first female to do so. Uh, Answer at the end of the show. So, changing gears, let's talk about Homestead before we get into Las Vegas, because we, we had some very interesting storylines. First would uh, our streak of first-time winners in the Cup Series continue, and will you know, we have another first-time winner in the Xfinity Series? Now, we know that Daytona brought us two first-time winners, uh, Michael McDowell on the the Oval for the Daytona 500, and Christopher Bell uh, picking up his first career Cup Series win on the road course in both of those races that were um, certainly drivers that weren't predicted to win. Although, many people picked McDowell as a dark horse uh, for the 500. I I don't think a whole lot of people had Christopher Bell winning uh, at the road course. uh, Especially with his specialty being short tracks and the upcoming dirt tracks. Uh, So, we start off Saturday, last Saturday, with um, the Xfinity race which saw Noah Gregson, uh, driver for Junior Motorsports, uh, and one of the contenders for this year's title, uh, within just a few laps away from the win with a five-second lead, uh, 
running behind David Starr and the <coughs> sorry, the Carl Long Motorsports uh, Toyota. Uh, Starr was running, was trying to finish 12th, which would have been uh, the team's best finish of the year, and I believe possibly one of their best finishes overall. But Starr cut down a tire, went up into the wall, which collected Noah Gregson. Uh, Gregson had some choice words to say about Starr in the team after the race, but it, it, it overshadowed Maya Snyder, uh, son of pit road reporter Marty Snyder, longtime pit road reporter, uh, picking up his first win in um, for Richard Childress Racing uh, in the two-car, which has a long and storied history, you know, going all the way back to a young rookie by the name of Kevin Harvick. Uh, so, my ass win was kind of outdone. Um, Carl Long took to took to social media for his rebuttal of Gregson's comments, which uh, Gregson to paraphrase, pretty much called David Starr a dipshit. Um, but, in my eyes, you know, I I truly think that it was just a racing accident. Uh, just something that happened. Uh, I understand Gregson's frustration. Obviously, you know, he needs to think before he speaks. And it really wasn't Star's fault, you know, tire popped, you know, he'd given Gregson the lane, unfortunately the tire popped, he went up the track and took out Gregson. Now, why was Gregson racing that hard with a five second lead and only just a few laps to the finish is beyond me, you know, when he could have just laid back you know, pretty much just stroked it there. Um, worst case, Stark comes out, hits the wall, Gregson goes, and either the race ends under caution or we go to a green-white checker. No biggie. But for some reason, the young man was just going full bore with a five-second lead. You know, it's, it's one of those things. Um nobody really to blame there. But, like I said, it overshadowed Snyder's first win, and this is a young man who has competed all the way up from ARCA to uh, the trucks, the, um, the East Series, uh, and even competed in, um, in the NASCAR Euro Series over there across the pond in Europe uh, for a full season while trying to put together a full-time ride. Uh, so this was a really great effort for this young man. And I, I think I think he's got talent. I don't think he's going to be like a future superstar. 
like many are predicting uh, the previous winner, uh, Ty Gibbs. But I think I think Snyder can have a respectable career, and this is a a great start to it. Uh, then we move over to Sunday, over to the Cup side, which, like I said, we're going in with two first-time winners. Well, we have another first-time winner, and this race would really set who who would be the guys who would um, <coughs> be the usual suspects. And at the end of the day, with some not bad racing, I mean, the racing was certainly better than what we saw in the 500 and in the road course. Um, a lot of strategy played and a lot of this and that. But at the end of the day, William Byron picks up his second career win. So our, our streak of first-time winners is broken. But at the same time, uh, we get somebody who, you know, is not really the 1, 20, 30 races, you know, the usual suspects, as I call them. Um, Byron wins. Tyler Reddick, who was searching for his first career win and was off to such a great start in 2020, early on in the season. Uh, with a whole bunch of top fives and top tens. Uh, certainly was running better than his teammate Austin Dillon over there at uh, Childress Racing. Uh, he uh, would finish second. Uh, third, you would see Martin Truex Jr., the first of those usual suspects, as I call them. And fourth was Kyle Larson, who... Had he won, it would have been a great redemption story. Uh, but seeing William Byron pick up his second career win and his first cup win with uh, crew chief Randy Fuge. Remember last year he had Chad Knauss on the box in that swap that saw Knauss leave, the, uh, leave Jimmy Johnson's 48 team. Uh, after being together pretty much Johnson's entire career <coughs> and guiding Byron to win at the July uh, Daytona race. This was, this was a, a good moment, and, and I think this really is a good pairing for the two. I know Byron came in with heaps and heaps of praise. Uh, he had won in everything in uh, in his racing career and had won championships in just about every series that he had been in, whether it was uh, the East Series, which he was a champion, uh, won the Xfinity Series. In my eyes, still should have won the Truck Series, but uh, the way the playoffs pay out, you know, he had one bad race at Phoenix, which... Uh, eliminated him from that Final Four race a few years back at Homestead. Um, I think that, you know, he's got a really bright future and his and is now the only other driver to win in the number 24 car in the history of Hendrick Motorsports, which is astounding. Um, 
that only him and Jeff Gordon have won. Uh, remember, Chase Elliott ran it for a period of time before um, switching cars and moving to the nine car. Uh, so, um, we have all that. Uh, that was pretty much Homestead. It was, it was bad racing. It's still weird seeing Homestead early in the season compared to um, the season finale. Uh, the way it used to be, uh, going all the way back to 99, I believe, but um, it, it was pretty good, as I said, they move on to Las Vegas, which Las Vegas will have the triple header, um, as I'm recording this on Friday, you will have the trucks on Friday night, Saturday will be the Xfinity Series, and the Cup Series on Sunday. Uh, big, uh, big news out of the uh, the Truck Series, and this is one of those really good things for. Um, uh, this is a real big boost, and and I certainly applaud this man. I had not agreed with some of his uh, business decisions. Um, the past because they do, they do get kind of political um, well in one case in particular um, but I I do applaud Marcus Limonis um, the CEO and pretty much the owner if I believe because I don't I, of Camping World um, the sponsor of the truck series uh, has stepped up and will put on 10 trucks they will run the Camping World banner. They will be sponsored by Camping World for the race. Uh, you're looking at teams like um, the two truck of defending champion uh, Sheldon Creed uh, the 24 truck of his teammate Raphael Lassard other drivers that will be carrying that are Jordan Anderson, who finished runner-up at Daytona, and Storm and Norman Benning, a, uh, a long-time campaigner on the truck series. Uh, he is basically helping out teams with no sponsor or very little sponsorship uh, to make their way out to Vegas to be in the race. He's offering all 10 of these teams $15,000 to run the Camping World. Colors, uh, I believe it is $20,000 if they finish in the top 10, $25,000 if they um, get a top 5, and $50,000 uh, if they win the race. Now, this helps out so many of these teams because um, Jordan Anderson, while he does have some sponsorship through the Bomero dealerships out of, um, out of the Midwest, uh, you know, it's not a, it's, doesn't pay all the bills. And for a team like Norm Benning in particular, uh, Norm does not have the sponsorship money to to be able to run these races 
all these races for the season, let alone be competitive. And this $15,000 goes a long, long way for a team, especially uh, a team like Norm Bettings. Uh, that could be the difference of them, you know, missing races later on in the season or making the, uh, making the field uh, for the entire 2021 season. Um, so I, I, I really do applaud Lamonis for this. And this isn't the first time that Marcus has come to the rescue with uh, Camping World. As we saw last year during the pandemic, Coca-Cola and their Mellow Yellow brand uh, chose to drop um, the sponsorship of the NHRA and their top series. And shortly after seeing that, Lamona stepped up and said, you know what, Camping World will uh, sponsor the series, be the presenting sponsor, uh, since Coca-Cola had dropped out. And I think that is really big. I know they've sponsored other cars and teams that have had little to no sponsorship in the past, uh, been on many, many different rides, and have actually stepped up and they actually took over sponsorship of um what is now the k uh, now the um i keep wanting to say k and east and west series but uh the arc of menards east and west series uh back when uh they realigned and winston was dropped as a sponsor of the of the West Series and Anheuser-Busch had pulled out their sponsorship of the East Series. Uh, they had stepped up and done that for a period of time before K&N Air Filters um, took over sponsorship for those. Uh, so they've been a really great friend to uh, motorsports. Although I'm still kind of like a, um, a Bass Pro Shops guy. Um, even though there really isn't a Bass Pro Shops around here, I know there's a Cabela's about an hour or so south of where I am. Uh, you know, I, I really do applaud them. And, and to an extent, yeah, the same thing with Bass Pro as Johnny Morris, uh, founder and head of Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, actually does the same thing, helping out uh, teams uh, that are struggling and um will hop on as a sponsor uh, they've done with ty dylan in the past uh the the dylan brothers you know there there's uh and and many others uh, so i really do think that this is a really good thing for motorsports uh with people like marcus limonis out there um moving with with that said you know we have the trucks uh we have you know the xfinity race um and we have we have the cup race now i think that this is where you're going to see a lot of interesting things i know there's some drivers that really got to pick it up um because the last three weeks have not been kind to them you know like bubble wallace um and that team's still new, so they're still growing. But I expect a lot out of Dave Bl uh, Ryan Blaney. 
Not Dave Blaney. Dave's his father who ran in the Cup Series and ran in the World of Outlaws for many, many years. Um, but Ryan Blaney, who I think was really strong in the 500, unfortunately got caught up in that uh, that early wreck. And then just they haven't been able to get their footing. And the same thing with Matt Benedetto, who... Um, will be out of that ride at the end of the season. I know he had such a good season last year actually making chase, but they've kind of started off on the wrong foot this year. Um, and I'm I'm looking forward to see how they run at Phoenix, uh, not Phoenix, uh, Las Vegas, sorry, uh, as they were the runner-ups last year uh, behind Joey Logano. But I think... Las Vegas, you're going to see a lot of the um, usual suspects up there. The Harvicks, uh, the Truex, the the Bush Brothers. Um, Don't sleep on those guys because while while Kyle has had a quiet season last year, I think going back to his home track, uh, it's going to reinvigorate him. Uh, and the same with Kurt, where he uh, won last year as well. Uh, but I think that this, that this, um, it's, I think this week we're going to see a lot of the Fords. Because I think the Fords will do better at these one and a half mile tracks. And certainly Vegas, uh, especially last year with Logano. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, unless Logano gets around his teammate Brad Keselowski, because as far as I've been able to tell, they're they're still not on the best of terms. So it's going to be very, very interesting with that. Um, so yeah, keep a, keep a lookout for that. Um, other news, uh, Stuart Haas, uh, co-owner Gene Haas, who also runs in Formula One, Will um, has announced that they are not developing their brand new uh, F1 car for the 2021 season, um, and that they are going to concentrate, put all their effort into their new car, along with the new rules program that comes out in 2022. I know a lot of people have, in the F1 world, fans in the F1 world, have crapped on that, saying that they're just. Uh, pocketing money, um, and that they are just throwing away the season. I I think that if you're not going to be competitive, uh, especially with two rookie drivers, as uh, the first driver that they have is Mick Schumacher, who is the son of seven-time champion Michael Schumacher, uh, him and... Shit, I forget the name of the Russian kid, but uh, his father is sponsoring the team this year with his um, with his Russian-founded company, which is very interesting as it looks like that there is the possibility that Gene Haas will be possibly leaving F1. There is that rumor that they will be leaving F1 and um, moving on to selling to this Russian team. So this 
they'll his son will have a spot. But it all depends on how the F1 sanctioning body uh, views a uh, move like that. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting rumor of the day. I don't know how valid that one is going to hold. But um, it's not really pertains, but uh, we're going to see a lot of interesting stuff in the world um, because certainly as we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of the pandemic really breaking out and kind of changing everybody's lives, I think, you know, a lot of business decisions, a lot of, um, you know, decisions in terms of motorsports, let alone the rest of the world, is going to change. And this may be the correct decision, as, you know, some teams are finding out. So, uh, with that, you know, we re we've got a lot of racing left to do. Um, we've got some, uh, we got the SRX series that's taken up, and it's only 100 days away from their first race, which will be held at Stafford Speedway, which I'm actually looking forward to. I doubt I'll be able to attend this year, but um, I think that's going to be interesting. I know they still have a couple more names uh, left to drop, um, and they have yet to debut their car, but it's going to be pretty interesting. I know that there's... Um, we're going to have that the dirt race at uh, Bristol within the next month. And that there are going to be a handful of drivers who are um, will be racing the Bristol Nationals, the late model dirt race. Uh, Kyle Busch is one of them. I think Eric, not Eric Jones, uh, Christopher Bell, uh, Austin Dillon is confirmed for that. So that's going to be that's going to be exciting. Um, I know Kevin Harvick is rumored to run a truck in the Bristol truck race uh, just a couple of days before the Cup race. You know, one to get some experience, and two, you know, I remember Kevin Harvick used to run a lot of truck races. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see who he runs with because um, I believe this might be his first truck race since um, Stuart Haas had actually moved to Ford because I know he used to run them a whole bunch with Chevrolet um, but it's, it's going to be very unique um, to say the least so we'll keep an eye out on that um, I'm still working on trying to set up a date and time with uh, Chris O'Mealy because we still want to do our Dale Earnhardt retrospective and while it's getting pushed back, there there has been a positive because I've been seeing more and more stories that I had never known about um about Dale and and I thought I knew a lot um, about the time that he broke his hand um, about uh, how he helped a uh, how he helped a pastor. Um, who is down on his luck, and other other little things that, you know, 
we all know Dale behind the wheel, but it's just these other little things about his character that say a whole lot. And I'm sure we'll discuss some of those stories on there. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. I believe that's going to be a special. And we're going to do some more special Patreon things. Uh, if you're not already a patron, um, just uh, go to CKCC Radio and you'll on Facebook and you'll find a link for um, Patreon and we're going to have a lot more content on there coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, I believe Chris has got a couple of new show ideas. Um, maybe get together with him uh, once once I get used to doing this co-hosting thing um, or special guest type thing. You know, get used to that. Then possibly, you know, it may spiral into other things. You know, more more bonus programs, more programs that are just not just the normal um, motorsports one. But until then, um, I'm Matt Hardman, and we have, before we sign off, we have a answer to this week's Pop Quiznos. And that is, which IndyCar racer uh, once won the... Camping World West Series, most popular driver, becoming the first female to do so. If you said Danica Patrick, you're incorrect. And, sorry, I had to crack my back there. (laughs) Anyway, um, the correct answer is former IndyCar driver and team owner, and also the first female to win a pole in the IndyCar series, and that is Sarah Fisher. Uh, Sarah would race for one year for Bill McAnally, uh, McAnally Racing, a very prominent team on the on the West Series circuit, multi-time champions. Uh, Sarah would run for him is part of the Richard Childress Racing Development Program. Uh, she would do that, uh, spend a year doing that, then end up, uh, I th- I believe, if I remember correctly, it was due to sponsorship woes with that program that she would return to IndyCar with her own team uh, when compete. Uh, while she would not win, she would, uh, for a long time, be the highest finishing female uh, before Danica Patrick would... Uh, break the break that record by a win in Japan, and uh, she would retire to uh, just ownership, and eventually would end up selling her team to Ed Carpenter, uh, where it competes today is the number twenty car uh, that is split between Carpenter and. Um, various road course drivers. So, that's a very interesting little thing, uh, especially for uh, uh, National Women's Month. So, I, I, I thought that was a really good pop quiz nose. Um, so, look forward to seeing you all next week. I'm Matt Hardman, and as always, I will see you at the track.